Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. So kill the lights, grab a cold one, and join us as we dive into this mad world we love. I'm Nick. I'm Seamus. And I'm Jamie. Like scary movies. Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? As a reminder to all listening, if you want to help us to continue growing as a podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whichever streaming platform you use. To stay up to date with us and all of our episodes, be sure to follow all of our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fear and Beer Pod. Feel free to reach out to us. We love to interact with you all. Week two of no announcement. We've been waiting an entire week and we didn't get an announcement this week. It's crazy. It's like we waited months and months and months and months. Not fair. And we didn't get... Two back to back is insane. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair. They're just they're holding out on us and it's driving us nuts. They got the goods. They got the goods and they won't give it to us. All right. Well, this week we threw together a episode pretty last minute because we are in that portion of our year where we are just kind of sitting back and waiting because typically Thursday announcements are a thing. I didn't really expect one this week, to be honest. No. We wait regardless so that way in case something does drop we can talk about it on our episode that was not the case this week so this week what we decided to do is kind of dive into there really wasn't a lot of speculative stuff this week that i could find but the stuff that i did see posted kind of gave us a little avenue to talk about some stuff so obviously we've talked in the past about odd fellow and the rumored house that could be coming this year and there was some sort of little rumory, leaky kind of thing that happened. So we decided that this week we're going to dive into the history of Oddfellow just a bit. So Jamie's going to be talking about the whole backstory and lore of Oddfellow and Jack the Clown. And then we'll kind of discuss Oddfellow's actual appearances at HHN. So that's what we got going on today. And before we get started, I guess our, our little intro again for this month, we are still in our HHN at home month. Our contest is still running, so go to our Twitter page. It is still our pinned tweet. All you have to do is make a donation towards the Trevor Project. On that tweet, post your donation. That's how many entries you are going to get into our little raffle. We're going to raffle off two shirts, two winners, and that will be drawn on our episode next week. It's already the end of June for next week. So that will be coming to a close shortly, so get in before time runs out. And as we mentioned, shirts, the winners get two shirts. But if you would like, our shirts are actually on sale right now. So if you go to our T Public page, I believe they're $16 and everything is 35% off. So if you want a different style shirt, if you want stickers or buttons or whatever, you can purchase those all on our T Public page. All of our new designs are there. So let's get into some beer. I got one. It doesn't really tie in at all, but I, I bought this based off of just it looked kind of creepy. Uh, the the can art looks like little intestiny red people. I don't know. They look like blood cells. I don't know. It's crazy. They're coming out of a little dark hole. But this is actually Static God. This is from Resident Culture Brewing Company from Charlotte. Again, found this at Half Barrel Project. It is a 6.75% IPL, so it's an Indian pale lager. So that's a new one for me. I guess it's a West Coast style IPL with Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe hops. So that's what I got for myself. So I'm gonna crack this open. Yeah, it was IPL before. Yeah, that's an IPL, an Indian India pale lager. That's definitely a. a different take on things. So I'm curious that West coast stuff I mean, is kind of funky. It's very almost piney at times. Yeah. It's probably just some form of some, some, something from the brewing process of on, on an IPA. And they just took that and they're like, let's make a lager using the same process. I'm sure it's yeah. something to do with that. I mean, as we've stated before, like, you know, the difference between like an, a lager and an ale is kind of like, how they brew it, when they like when they put the hops in, when they put all this stuff in, and, and it, it can kind of change like whether it's a, a lager or an ale. But you know, for most normie beer drinkers, I don't think they really would notice a difference. But you know, and no. I'm I'm not exactly a 
professional beer drinker or I, I mean, I don't know everything or anything, but you know, it's interesting. I've never really had one of those before, but it's, uh, it's very light looking. It's, it's great. I, you know, I expected an IPL, I loggers and IPAs. I always seem to view in my head as that darker color, but this is very light looking. It's hmm. not completely translucent. So it's still, it looks like if there was a light, but, uh, a light blue moon is almost the, the appearance of it. Interesting. It's, it smells very hoppy off the nose, but it's weird because it's giving me almost East Coast IPA scent. Like it's almost like very that citra hop is big, but I didn't think citra. You can correct me if you're wrong, but I thought citra was primarily like an East Coast style, not a West Coast. No, I mean. Both citra maybe, can be yeah. used in. I mean, citrus used in, in in a lot of different things. Um, it's generally found in like New England IPAs because it gives that it gives that citrus, that fruitier grapefruit flavor. It gives that profile, so that that's why they use it a lot in the New England style IPAs. But um, they're used generally in, in a lot of different IPAs if they if if they're looking for that sweeter taste. Because like, there are some West Coast IPAs that definitely are more resiny more piney like you were saying but they may want to throw in some of that grapefruit feel to it so they throw in citra they use citra um, it's a popular hop for for the most for the most part and i forget where it's from specifically i don't know if it's california or if it's something um non-american but i'm not entirely sure someone have to yeah. correct me on that well, i'll tap into this real quick if anybody else is drinking anything else they want to jump in feel free if you expect me to have anything important, mm-hmm. I, I am I am I'm killing werewolves again tonight. <laughs> I actually have one tonight. Oh, oh let's go! I know. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's something I've had before, but I'm having watermelon girlfriend. <laughs> right, watermelon girlfriend from Prairie Artisan Ales, which is a sour ale with watermelon, sea salt, orange, lemon, and lime. Yeah, this is um, oh. it's got a pretty strong punch it in the mouth upfront IPA taste. Yeah, which is again weird. I don't understand the lager side of it. There's got to be something they put in it or I've never heard of that before. I, yeah. I don't know what defines either. it. Huh. I don't know what part of the process. Like, You've never it. heard of an IPL before, but I mean <laughs> I, know, right? I just to me I just is not Yeah, I don't know. I've never I've never actually heard of that. But then again, I didn't realize like white stouts were a thing or like there's uh, so many different variations yeah, now that it's, it's just like impossible, IPA, which is to like different too. But it's it's there are the thing is the beauty of a beer of brewing, excuse me, uh, is that you know there are just so many different things that like you can do these days. But yeah, so let's jump into just a, a quick little speculation scuttlebutt. There was only two things that I took note of. I'll go into the first one because I had already mentioned it. There was a post that our friends over at the RIP tour had had found or well, they credited Drew on Twitter for this find. But it's a screenshot of the blog Discover Universal page. So it's their official page. There's really not much on it, but it is a little article. But the article is titled I Follow Odd Fellow, and it is from June 21st, 2023. It just says, Epic in your inbox. Never miss a thrill. Subscribe now to get email updates from Universal Park. So it's pretty much just a uh, subscription or you know, registering to get updates in your email. But the title, I Follow Odd Fellow, was the interesting part. And it has the page has since been removed. So it was a quick little blink and if you miss it kind of thing. But it's interesting that they were titling it that. And that sort of led people to think maybe we'd get some sort of announcement on Thursday. Of course, that did not happen. So this might be something that we see next week or the following weeks. I'm curious if they're going to announce it as a house slash icon or if they're just going to name or if they're just going to drop it as Oddfellow is the icon. It's just interesting that that is what kind of leaked out unfortunately on their end but it's it's made its rounds for sure and it's i think that that's going to start maybe tying into all of these legend references in the videos in the marketing you know the legend is real have you heard about the legend of horror nights and it it 
we'll get into that once we get into the actual meat and potatoes of the episode. But pretty interesting that this sort of leaked out. This wasn't somebody just saying, oh, well, I heard this was screenshot from the actual universal website. So do you are, are you buying into this odd fellow fellow? <laughs> So I didn't point. even realize that it was from the actual Universal website because I had seen the post on Twitter as well. And I saw that it was Universal Blogs. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's just like a random blog page. But knowing now that it's from that makes it a little more interesting, I think, because there's really no other connection to Oddfellow other than that that I would think of like throughout the parks and stuff to be signing up for a mailing list. You know what I mean? Yeah. And why, what, what else are you referencing in this that's name? Exactly. There's nothing else called Oddfellow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems pretty legit, but at the same time, like, I guess we, you never know. I mean, I, I don't want to say that nothing, they, but I, I mean, I don't want to say that they, they, they overthink it and they put things out there just to get people to talk. I think they do do that a little bit, but this yeah. seems like it's almost like it wasn't supposed to come out, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Like we said, the last I think we talked about it last week. This, this would come up before, and I mean, I'm interested to see the side of the story. I'm not a I'm not wild about Jack Oliver again, but if it's mm-hmm. if it's maybe a different story that's kind of expanding on the lore and less about him specifically, I, I'd be okay with it. But yeah, as far as this is coming out, I mean, I guess I'm fifty fifty on it. I think I could see it being a problem. I could I could see it like being like an actual leak that wasn't supposed to get out but at the same time i could also see it being that you know it's troll. just people looking people looking into it or they're trolling or something like that because i mean this was this was being talked right i mean this this was something kind of being bandied about the whole odd fellow guy coming back or somebody oh, had mentioned something so maybe they're just they, maybe they saw that and they're just like let's feed the trolls a little bit maybe That's what let's, I was see if anybody, let's see if all the podcasters talk about this <laughs> exactly and i think and, and that's a real thing i mean they totally do that and yeah, we know that for a fact that they do that. So they, they, they'll see what people are talking about. They'll throw things out there and then they know that people like us are going to talk about it on our little, you know, our little shows. So <laughs> I definitely, I mean, if I was in their shoes, I definitely would be putting I would do it crap too. out all the time. 100%. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, we'll, we'll save the rest of the odd fellow talk for a couple minutes because really the only other thing that I just kind of came across was a potential. And, and this one I put, really not much behind it, but there was talks that possibly next week we'll be getting a monsters announcement. You know, I, I had originally thought monsters was the, I mean, the first announcement of last year was monsters. So I kind of just thought that that's sort of their easiest, safest bet. I'm sure they lock that one in pretty easily. It's universal movie property. So they, they don't have to worry about something dropping and they can schedule that release without having to worry about scrambling if something falls through but yeah i mean they still i mean technically it could still be our first real new announcement because if you think about it you know we knew about chucky a year ago and i mean and the last of us was the worst kept secret of all things of all things so i think <laughs> yeah. it's like i think maybe that'll be the next full announcement will be the monster's house because it's kind of like the last of us everybody knows it's coming it's yeah. just in what form are we going to get it i, I know that yeah. like not to get back into it, but I'm hoping for the Paris one. I'm hoping for that hunchback one, or at least something along those lines. I would like what other people are expecting, but you know, I, I I would think that that would be the next thing that they bring up or the, yeah, we talked about, uh, hunchback and phantom last, last year. Did we talk about it? Our Uh, our way too early predictions. We we were saying we hope phantom. Yeah, I think we were talking about the Monsters House, and we both had said that, like, you know, something different. We would like to see something different. Yeah, not just like the usual characters. The main three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, that's really all I could kind of scurry up. It was a busy week. The servers that I I peruse were. Uh, you know, 99% just filler talk and 1% of actual talking points that we could actually bring up. So what we call scuttlebutt. Yes, yes. Hearsay. <laughs> so that's what we had. Obviously, as we get closer to announcements, I think that the speculation starts to die down a little bit just because everything that 
needed to be said has been said at some point. Now it's just a matter of the waiting game of confirmation of if most of those are accurate or not. So I'm expecting a speculation map probably in July at some point from Horror Night Nightmares. They haven't stated when they're going to be dropping another one, but mid-July, early July seems in my mind to be that time frame. Yeah. So we'll just kind of wait and see until we talk on that. So let's move on into our main segment. I think the easiest way to kind of go about this, because this is a tricky character. He's been at HHN in a minimal capacity, but has his backstory really intertwined with the most prominent figure of Horror Nights, with that being Jack the Clown. And the history that he has physically at HHN was so long ago that the majority of evidence is just non-existent. You know, back at HHN 10 was when his house was. So there's really not much physical pictures. You know, this is what he is. He was definitely here. It's a lot of, he may have been in the house. We're not sure, but there's definitely no pictures. So there's a lot of deep dive into this backstory of Jack to try to figure out who this odd fellow character is. And Mm -hmm. I have some knowledge, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm a, a whiz on all this stuff because the HHN lore is just, you could spend forever deep diving into characters and sub characters and houses and settings and how they intertwine. And there's a lot out there for sure, but we wanted to focus just on odd fellows. So that way, if he does make an appearance, I have more knowledge on my end and the listeners, you can listen along and maybe learn some stuff too. And if you know all this information, great. If not strap in, cause we got some good stuff, I think. So Jamie is going to talk about the backstory of odd fellow. And we'll kind of chime in every now and then, and just kind of, we'll, we'll see where this takes yeah. us. So what did you learn about odd fellow and how he sort of came to be? Yeah, so luckily, thanks to HHN Wiki and all the contributors there, I found a lot about Dr. Oddfellow, actually. I tried to uh, condense and kind of put it in my own words as much as I could, a lot of his backstory and stuff like that, but pretty interesting for what his development was and some of his story and how he came about and his connection with Jack and stuff like that. I honestly didn't realize how deep it got into, so I'm really excited to talk about this. I think it'll be pretty cool and reading more about him today and learning more about him today really makes me more amped up, I guess, to possibly have my horror nights. And now reading all this stuff and knowing more about him, I think it would be very interesting. So like I said, there's a lot of information here. So I'm kind of going to try to break it up a little bit. Luckily, I talk kind of quick, so it might go by a little faster. But (laughs) Nick and Seamus, if you guys want to chime in at any point too, let me know. But I will get started with this. So, owner of Dr. Oddfellow's Carnival of Thrills, Dr. Rich Oddfellow was a circus entrepreneur and also the boss of Jack Schmidt, a.k.a. Jack the Clown. After murdering several small children throughout the southern states and evading the FBI, Jack sought out help and possible refuge from Dr. Oddfellow. Ironically, Dr. Oddfellow was wanted by the police for the accidental death of several patrons from years earlier in a freak circus accident while he was under a different name. Worried that the police would potentially catch him, he asked Jack to show him where he hid the bodies. The bodies of the children were were located in three small trunks inside of Jack's travel coach. Ultimately, Dr. Oddfellow had Jack murdered in hopes of getting the police off his case. He hid his body in the traveling House of Horrors exhibit along with the bodies of the children. Years later, he then sold his carnival. So that was the first little tidbit of information of how we got from meeting Mr. Dr. Oddfellow, Dr. Rich Oddfellow. And that was a house? No, so... It's just like some backstory. This is more of his backstory. I think after I read this part, Nick's going to get a little bit more into it when the breakdown of the year is happening of when this happened for his house. Yeah, we'll go through this whole, like, story, and then Mm -hmm. I'll... Once you're all done with everything, we'll we'll jump into kind of where he's physically been. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll get back to it. So after selling the carnival, various dark rides and exhibits were split and sent to various owners around the states, including the House of Horrors. Somewhere along the way, Adoru, a.k.a. Fear, chose him as one of his heralds. Sixty years later, in 1980, a television crew was documenting the great dark rides of America. They stumbled upon the House of Horrors in an abandoned Louisiana junkyard. The smell of decay was overpowering as they pried open the doors of the forgotten exhibit. 
One of the cameramen stumbled upon a box with a crank handle with the letters J-A-C-K outside the box. An eerie musical tune flooded the room as they cranked the handle. Suddenly, the music stopped and the decaying body of Jack popped out attached to a giant spring. After a thorough police investigation, the bodies of Jack and the children were shipped to the local coroner's office. The van that was carrying the body of Jack disappeared into the Louisiana swamp in a freak accident. And now we're getting to our last little bits. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? I was going to say it is just crazy that like we, we had so much of this backstory and this character still is just like this mysterious Mystic- enigma. I would have had no clue about any of this, honestly, if I didn't read into so much of it today. Like I said, HHN Wiki, all you people with this information you guys get is truly impressive. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, the help. It's just like we we kind of talked about this. I don't I don't know we have to bring it up every time, but it's mm-hmm. it, it seems like it goes back towards that monster's house of last year. Legends collide. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the house, but I really enjoyed the backstory of it. But the backstory you don't get from walking through the house. So it's like you're doing all of this world building and storytelling. And unless you're hosting a podcast and researching (laughs) it, you're not necessarily getting it 100%. You know, maybe for the diehards, you know, the true HHN fans that go and they do research and they listen to podcasts and they, they read this stuff, they do. But for the general public, people that are just walking through a house or going to an event and there's these just page long treatments of stories and characters. And you don't, you're not going to really get that by walking through a five minute haunted house. So it's just crazy the, how in depth this all is. It is. Yeah. And they do do, I mean, I know more recently they do some of that backstory podcasting type stuff where they kind of give you some backstory on the, um, at least, at least it was for the icon characters. I don't know how much they do for the houses themselves, but there is backstory you can dig into and read about. But yeah, there's just not enough time in a in a, in a quick three or four or five minute walkthrough to really give you a full story. Um, That's why so I it's really like, yeah. Go ahead. If you want, it's just, it was just say if you if you want that sort of thing, you have to do kind of seek it out. I was going to say, that's why I really enjoyed the Tooth Fairy house, too. Even though they don't really have much lore to HHN in itself, it was a new original. I really liked the whole storybook telling the walkthrough when you first enter the house, how it says it over the intercom with the child talking and stuff like that. So it kind of gives you that little bit of backstory, too. Whatever that kid's name. Young yeah. James. Right. <laughs> the truth. I like I like that. I really like that. I did, too. That. Yeah. All right, Tari was taking a sip of beer before I read this last little insert Gotta here. Got to charge up. <laughs> right? Okay, so later that week after the disappearance of the van and the disappearance of Jack, the bodies of the cameramen and host were found as the victims of a grisly and unsolved murder. Throughout the following years, urban legend retellings of the tale started with a corresponding story about the decomposing body of Jack killing again. He was seeking out revenge on Dr. Oddfellow for having him murdered. Jack was taken to Shadybrook Rest Home and Sanitarium, where he was born and ultimately escaped and went in search of Dr. Oddfellow. Jack stalked the once carnival tents of the Jack stalked the tents of the once carnival and murdered Dr. Oddfellow and took his most pride pos- prized possession, a silver-headed cone, silver-headed cane of souls, which is presumably kept Oddfellow alive and in motion for 80 years. Okay. And that is what we have for the backstory of Dr. Oddfellow. Yeah. So he's just kind of left, you know, it, it's really an afterthought. He really mm-hmm. is just a footnote on Jack's yeah. long tenured really, history. You don't really know a whole lot about him. I, I mean, even, even some of the, the diehards that I've spoken to or that I've, that I know personally, like even they don't bring him up. So it's like, it's, it's, it's like he was kind of there when Jack first started, but then Jack kind of took center stage which is probably what they wanted anyways, but he definitely feels like there's, there's more to it that would have maybe even made Jack for me more interesting. Yeah, I think so as well, because it's, and maybe this is the year and I don't know why they waited this long to revisit this or, you know, bring this part up, but it's, it is a good story. It seemed like a very cool character. And if you're going to take that much time to, make him a forefront of Jack's history and to not really mention him. 
as much as any of the other icons. It's it's a little crazy. So it's I'll be interested to see it this year. I'm excited for it. This gets me more excited for it because it does tie into it. And if they do focus this house more on Odd Fellow, kind of flipping the script and now seeking revenge on Jack again, it's kind of like the constant duel. I I'm more interested in that. I don't want to see. I, I'm along the lines with Seamus. I don't need another Jack house. I'm not huge, you know, Jack fan. He, he's fine. He's he's up there, but he's not my like he's number one is. guy. Yeah, I don't I don't hate him. I just just he just yeah. is what he is. I mean, he's I, fine. You know. Yeah, he's he's good for what he for for what he does for the event, and he obviously has a very big fan base. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. I just he doesn't. It's like it for me. It's like. I said it before, I think way back in one of our anniversary episodes where it's like, I'm just not big on the idea of, I know they didn't intentionally do this, but it does kind of give off like Joker vibes or just scary clowns, which is, which is pretty common in horror in general, but yeah, it just, just, just doesn't do much for me. But with that said, I'll, I'll say it again. I think that I would find there's, I would find some interest in kind of learning some of this backstory mm-hmm. for sure. And that's the thing, too. I feel like you really can't have Dr. Oddfellow without mentioning Jack, because honestly, a lot of the research I was doing and stuff, too, I feel like he's such plays such a big role in part of his life and stuff like that. And when they go over his whole backstory and everything. Yeah, I would agree that you need, you need Jack to tell the story. Like You can't do this without Jack, for sure. But maybe not the main character. I do hope that if it does come in, in some sort of house or scare zone of sorts, I hope he's more of the main icon. And yeah. it's Jack, even though I do love Jack, but it would be nice to see more of him retold. Definitely. Yeah, and you'd have to bring it up to speed. You know, we have the story from start to stop where it ends with Oddfellow dying, Jack sort of assuming that ringmaster role. So we can't really, there's no time frame really that we could be like, oh, well, this was a prequel. This happened, you know, back in this time because there would be no conflict at that point. We've seen that. So it does have to bring it up to current day, I'd say, where if we do get Jack, it's at the, you know, maybe it's a, a Legends Collide style ending where he's killing, you know, Oddfellow's <laughs> killing Jack or something like that and beheading him. So it does have to, I think, in my mind, take place sort of in current day and being like, well, You've kind of run the show long enough. It's time for the true leader to come back. Mm -hmm. For him to get his time to shine. Yes. Yes. So let's jump into a couple of the instances that Oddfellow was supposedly appearing. So the first appearance would be HHN 10. And this was the house, the fear house. Now we talked about this quickly on our previous episode, our first ever episode remake sequel or pass episode because we did years one through 10. So this was towards the tail end of that song. So we were probably tired at the end of that marathon. But this house was allegedly I say allegedly because again, the records are not a hundred percent, but this one was allegedly centered around Dr. Oddfellow and not Jack, but it took place in an evil fun house called you guess it, the fear house, which contained just a bunch of evil clowns. This house was located over in New York at the Nazarman's Pawn Shop location, and you would enter it through Sting Alley, which is where most recently they had the Meaty Meats uh, food booth. Was that that was this last year? Or was that two years ago? That was this year. Yeah, this I think it was, was this year. year. Yeah, yep. So right in that little entrance is where you would you would jump into the. This comes from the a description, and I'll sort of just read this off, but this is a description from the Universal Art and Design presentation, the manuscript for HHN 10, and again, this was found on HHN Wiki, but this was, Welcome to Dr. Rich Oddfellow's Carnival of Oddities. Looking for a good scare or just a glimpse into the world of the weird? There's nothing subtle about Dr. Oddfellow's Carnival. Join the dark doctor in his funhouse of thrills and chills. And then it just kind of is a walkthrough essentially of they just described it as very disorienting, just a big variety of clowns. There's a lot of mirror scares. One scare that I is read or written about is very reminiscent to me as a scare in the weekend house. Cause there was a character supposedly covered in like the, the tarps that are used to break up the rooms and somebody was a character was kind of hidden in that to kind of like hide in plain sight, I guess. 
the facade was a big long door to a building that says thrills the fear house and on top on that building was paintings of clown faces with sharp teeth and the door was going through his mouth and there was a big long red carpet coming out from the door so it looked like a big tongue so it wasn't again it's it's hard to find a complete description of everything that was in this house there were no pictures of this house the only picture was a picture of the front and then a a couple artist renditions of stuff that would be in the house so concept art one being of the same picture of the facade so not much super revealing from that but that was his first appearance at a actual hhn event now there was rumors that he was a character in this house again unconfirmed the next time that there was even a mention of Oddfellow was hhn 17 and this was really only done through a, a link on the website so there wasn't much else out there it was pretty much a link that you would find for the carnival of carnage show and if you did there was a little poster and it was the tale of jack and this is pretty much a lot of the same information that jamie had talked about but this is where i believe they got the information so it was presented at 17 on the website and it pretty much just stated that Jack wanted to be the ringmaster. He wanted to be the proprietor of darkness himself. So he returned to his old stomping grounds, the dark carnival and Emporium. You mentioned Jamie that he went in at night and kind of tent by tent took his revenge. So then when he was done, he walked out of the tent he was wearing his newly acquired ringmaster outfit, the top hat and the silver headed cane of souls, which you, you mentioned, but it was funny that this was like mentioned on the website, but it didn't really make its way into the event at all. So again, we're getting like breadcrumbs here of history of Oddfellow. And, and I love only- that. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. I was going to say, I love that interactiveness that they do. And I really used to like it when they did the websites up so much and you could read these stories about the characters and stuff like that. And I feel like how you said, I feel like if you weren't really into it and looking on there you probably would have never seen something like that and it's a really cool little piece of like fun fact and history that you could learn about and i just wish it was somewhere more prominent in the event yeah and i think back then too this was pre obviously twitter and all that stuff so and obviously the event was a a much lower in scale uh, as far as guests go so I think like if you were going to the event, you were on that website checking and reading this stuff oh, yeah. versus today. I don't ever go to really the Horror Nights website. It's, you know, <laughs> there's nothing on there that I don't already need to know from other, you know, avenues. Mm-hmm. And I used to be one of my favorite parts about it was going on the websites and seeing everything before. And they would do like little videos along and pictures along with the houses and little like interactive games. And it was just really fun. And I wish they would still do stuff like that. Yeah, that's I mean, and again, that was pretty much the the way to to learn all of the information. So it makes sense that it's not as prevalent today, but I was just saying nowadays you're not really checking the website and stuff like that. You already it's social media, you get everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they put out a, a two minute teaser online and it's got millions of views already. And then the last time, and this wasn't a presence of Oddfellow, but it was a mention, which was in the Tribute Store of 2020. And if you remember, if you were able to come during that, you know, light year or whatever, in the Tribute Store, there was a traveling wagon that did say Oddfellow's Dark Carnival and Emporium. And that was where Jack the Clown's outfit was laid out. And his little ticket of Oddfellow's circus was actually also on the midnight syndicate vinyl casing but those are really yeah just a just a little image it it was that's fun it it looked like a ticket almost and that was we we kind of pushed that out on our instagram month or two ago i think at that point but on one of the midnight syndicate vinyls if you open it up i think it was the legendary truth style one and it had 
a clipping of that looked like a coupon as an entrance ticket to Dr. Oddfellow's Dark Carnival and Emporium. Oh, so I remember looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. So that that wagon was pretty much like a blink and you miss it. And again, at this day and age, too, when you see that, I'd say most people seeing that are not going to know what that means. They're going to look past it. And maybe it's a 50 50 swing if somebody actually researches what it means or not. So it was kind of a glanced over, I'd say. But that's that those are the real appearances at HHN. That's Oddfellows history. So now I guess we can kind of open the floor for discussion of how we feel about this possibly being here. I mean, like I had mentioned before, now after looking more into it and learning more about him and stuff like that, I am really down to hopefully have him at the event. I think it would be something new. I know we talked about it's been done before. He'd been briefly mentioned at Carnival of Carnage and he was at HHN 10 with his own house, but I feel like we've never really got to see him in full capacity. And I love, I've mentioned it before, but I love the fun house, carnival style, dark carnival kind of vibe. So I know I'd definitely be down for it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how much more I can say that if if it was going to happen, I'd I'd want to see like a take on this character for sure. I don't really, again, I don't really care so much whether Jackson or not, but obviously, he kind of has to be part of it because he's part of the story. But yeah, I'd be down to see it. Yeah, I'm hoping. I I do love the. It's crazy that with my or our takes that I'm not a huge Jack the Clown fan. I just think the clown character is overplayed, but I am a fan of a, a cool little freak showy carnival themed house. So that's that's what I hope that this potential house kind of leans into. I'm hoping it's it's more carnival style themed. I think we talked about it previously that it would be cool if if this is in a sprung tent, if they did like an overlay of the whole thing of a projection and kind of made it look like a tarped off yellow and red whatever that'd be awesome style carnival and i know they could probably do it oh for sure i mean they've done it with it was done with wicked growth right that it was oh no it was supposed to be a complete pumpkin projection but i remember the storms and stuff like that i think it it wasn't completed but there was talks of that house was supposed to be a it was supposed to be a giant orange pumpkin essentially oh that would have been so fun so maybe that's something we can get with this one i I would love to see it i mean it already looks just like a tent it is a tent sprung tent it's in the name but to have it actually lit up to look like that and you could even have somebody out front you know the a style of ringmaster i guess you can't really have it as as just Jack out there out front, but someone welcoming you to the carnival, you know, a megaphone, you know, a big old twisty mustache, big suspenders, that, that style. And then you could have a callback to some of the older houses where like the, the fun house, the fear house and their carnival carnage house, where they have the big poster boards of like, you know, here's the bearded lady. Here's the lizard man. Here's the tattoo freak or whatever, you know, classic like circus. Yeah, just really playing into that trope. I think that would be really, really fun. And I just would love to see some, I don't want to say closure, but I'd, I'd like to see Oddfellow trying to get his comeuppance and, and play into the whole fact that Jack pretty much stole his life. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this tying into that overall theme? Do you think Oddfellow would be a an icon do you think it's just kind of a house? I think it would just be a house. I think, uh, I think kind of so like too. how how the um, scary house was, where it's like it, it kind of puts you in into that world, but it, they're not going to like have like any type of icon specifically in there. Yeah, because there's there's been mentions. I'm curious too because I just it's one of those things too with these videos. All of the whole the legend is real. What is this legend? All those weird runes and stuff like that. I'm just curious where that plays into, especially with all the uh, speculative IPs and originals and stuff like that. Where do the terms like the legend and and stuff really apply? And as far as I can see, this would be the one that 
you know, the legend of Jack is sort of where it ties into. So I'd be curious if they would put that much trust, I guess, into Oddfellow as an icon. Right. Without people knowing too much about him. Yeah. So they, I mean, I think they'd have to start pushing stuff out soon. I mean, the, the whole, the legend, whatever should be answered shortly. So that way people are prepared and have time to understand what this is. Cause if you just drop this in your, your August original dump, I guess is pretty much just what it's called. But if you just throw this out there in August and you suspect Oddfellow is going to be your icon and it's going to take off, this is a character that needs to be researched a little bit for people to fully understand. So I think they need to kind of, start feeding us more information in these announcement videos and unveiling the story a little bit of what, okay, what is this legend we are talking about? You know, why is this a thing? Are, are we going to connect it or not? That's, that's what needs to be answered sooner rather than later. I think. Yeah. Even, they would have to start pushing out lore. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you go ahead. No. And I was just going to say, even though we've only had two official announcements so far, I feel like generally Every year it kind of does follow a theme. And I feel like this year from hearing the other rumors and speculations and stuff like that, I feel like it doesn't really have that like core theme or like core icon yet, like set in stone. So I feel like more so that's why I would see it being as just a house and maybe not him being the full icon for the event in itself. But you never know. Yeah, I'd be very curious to see if they do tie him in in an icon role. I think it would make more sense to just kind of leave it as a as a house, but then again, maybe they do like an overall, I don't want to say an overall carnival theme. Cause they're not even hinting at that, but some sort of legend, you know, I mean, he is the legend of horror nights essentially is what gave birth to the main icon. So Pretty much. he is, you know, he does need to get his, uh, what is the word? His recognition, I'd say as, you know, playing such a pivotal role in the Jack storyline. I agree. Yeah, I think that it's it's one of those things that you do kind of have to give him some sort of do. And maybe that's what I don't know what they're leading up to, too. I mean, it could be leading up to like, hey, here's the birth of the icons. Because like, like you just said, Jack is kind of like the original. Um, and this is like the guy that created Jack, more or less. So. Because you could reel in with some of the stuff I was reading about him too. Fear kind of plays a part in it as well. And we've never really had him. Or have we had him as a full-on icon for one year? I think we did one year, right? One year, yes. One year we did. Yeah, but I feel like he's really not talked about as much. And I really enjoyed his walkthrough and his section of the icon's house and really made me appreciate him a little bit more. But I feel like he does play somewhat of a role for him summoning Jack as one of his heralds and stuff like that. And Eddie even too, I know that's pretty kind of a stretch, but Eddie being too, Jack's brother and stuff like that, he didn't really get his chance and maybe he'll be involved in some capacity in the house or Jack and Eddie go against Dr. Oddfellow. I don't know something, but. No, I, I think that's actually not a bad idea too. I mean, mm-hmm. kind of how they tie in all those characters together because it is kind of cool. loose. It's, it's definitely a little loose with, you know, what, you know, where does Eddie come from? I know that he's Jack's brother, but like, what is the backstory there? And so it'd be, it'd be interesting to kind of get to get a little bit more information about that. Because I forgot about it because his year was supposed to be when 9-11 happened Correct. and they, scra- yeah, and they okay. scrapped it. Right. So yeah, he also has been kind of pushed to the, the side. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of information there. So <laughs> hopefully... We didn't just do all that for nothing. Hopefully that there's a little odd follow oh, announcement. 100%. We're not, we're not going to get anything having to do with them at all. That was just a big joke. We're if all not, we learned, we learned some fun yeah, facts. Yeah, we, we learned together. Exactly. It's all that matters. And that's the true legend. We're all learning together. <laughs> so before we sign off, let's get into our horror movies of the week. What we've sort of been watching. I watched... Thanks to listening to episodes of Podmortem, which if you don't listen to them, you should go check them out. They did an episode on 1408. Actually, I think they did it a long time ago, but I I ended up having to rewatch 1408 because that movie is just, I love it. Oh man, it's so good. (laughs) John Cusack, Samuel Jackson. And it's crazy that this was all taken just from a short story. This wasn't a 
Stephen King novel. This was just a, short, was a short story, story. from King. Yep. Actually, you'd be surprised how many of his movies and stuff is taken from a short story. <laughs> yeah, they just pull. But there's but, so I much mean, you can flesh out. But that's a whole other discussion. We, we could do a whole <laughs> podcast just on Stephen King. But yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it is a great movie. But yeah, he's just whack. He's just whacked. That movie is so good. It's just John Cusack carrying the whole movie, essentially. I mean, it's besides the intro, it's him just going crazy in his room. Yeah, it's it's him kind of breaking down and losing mm-hmm. his mind. And then lastly, if you are not following us on Twitter this past weekend, I started playing The Last of Us oh. and I have been doing a live tweeting thread when I am playing. So <laughs> I will probably find some free time this weekend. So if you enjoy me sending out angry tweets and then like super, super cocky tweets about how good I'm getting at the game. And then just five minutes later, getting my absolute shit rocked, then <laughs> follow us on Twitter because it is probably way more fun for you than it is for me. But I have passed the Pittsburgh level. I think I'm like six levels into it or chapters. However, games work nowadays, but I can see where they're going to pull some stuff, you know, in the, in the description of the announcement, they did mention that we're going to be going through the streets of Pittsburgh. So I, I tried to take my time in the Pittsburgh area. There was, that was probably the biggest or longest chapter that I had gone through. That took me most of like a day to get through, but there's a lot of stuff there that I think, could be pulled from so if you follow us on twitter or even if you don't go check us out because you'll find a giant thread of just angry tweets of me (laughs) getting mad about how shitty i am at playing (laughs) video games now it looks really creepy from what i've seen you playing it is there's a lot of scares anybody that is has any doubts or maybe they've only seen the the show yes the show dials up the character development and dials back the actual violence and the the creatures but this is the game the house is on the game so don't worry about that there's going to be plenty of creatures there's going to be plenty of scares this house is not going to be a room of joel and ellie taking a stroll and talking about their feelings no Hmm. not at all no i would have to to get into no i was just going to say before we do that i was i I would guess that i bet the house is going to be more monster and setting from the game and from the game than it is anything but with Joel and and um uh, Ellie oh yeah I could see it being you could do this house without them and that's what I'm thinking is gonna I don't think they're gonna be completely devoid of those characters but it it they won't play a huge role in the house I don't think not as frequent maybe like in the beginning yeah right first scene you get them but then the rest of it's kind of you walking through the movie or the show or the game or whatever yeah and you could do the voiceovers of like joel and ellie like hey come this way or yeah, whatever yep. but then the fucking cool. bloaters there and you know yep. Yep, shit yep, yep. goes sideways real quick and then 47 shivs later you're um still <laughs> still dead i've i've learned how to make shivs stuff. very quickly <laughs> Um, what else have, has everybody been watching this week? Uh, I I just started, uh, sorry, um, the latest season of uh, American Horror Story, <laughs> the one you were talking about oh, last week. Uh, oh, oh, God, did it get you get you into it? Yeah, I, I did. I, well, I knew now, now knowing that I that, that it was that it was available, I was like, oh well, now I gotta go watch it. So, so yeah, I uh, I went and started that, and it's it's really good. I won't lie. It's really good. So it's good. Yeah. I liked that season a lot. Uh, I'd be curious if you have the same thoughts I do about the ending. A couple episodes are sort of just sort of tacked on, but once you mm-hmm. get there, we can talk about that. Oh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> <laughs> and I was also going to mention 1408 as something I watched. I didn't really watch too much this past week, honestly, but 1408, such a good movie. Haven't watched it in, years and i honestly forgot how creepy and just tense it is in the whole film and john cusack is just so good and i don't know if we had mentioned it before but nick and i had went to a q a with him and uh filming for one of his movies and i wish i would have asked him something about 1408 because no one else did no one even brought it up and i think he did so well in it it's just an all-around really good watch yeah it's it's a classic Mm -hmm. so That wraps up this week. Again, before we wrap up completely, 
HHN at home still going on. So go to our Twitter to enter our contest to get a free shirt. Our shirts are on sale. Also, we have our Shutter Sunday series going. So go to our YouTube page, follow it, subscribe it, share, like, comment, whatever, all you got to do. But Shutter Sundays, we are doing, Jamie and myself, little 10 to 15 minute reviews on movies that we find on Shutter. You can only hear and only see that on our YouTube page. So if you do like our content, go there because there's some more for you. We will be putting out what we're going to be watching. Did you figure out what we're going to watch yet? I think I want to go with that movie I'd mentioned before, if you're cool with that one. Yeah. Do you remember which one? Yeah. So what what am I getting myself into? So also kind of relating to uh, HHN at home and being Pride Month and everything, I wanted to do a uh, LGBTQ oriented main character movie. So I was looking some up on Shudder and I found a movie called Spiral, which is a Shudder original movie. And I thought that would be a good movie to watch for this week. And it has, I think it has pretty good reviews on it that i've seen so far i think it's more of a uh culty demonic-esque film which i'm usually pretty into that so i think it should be a pretty good watch so spiral not spiral, spiral the book of saw no not spiral the book of not saw. not chris rock no <laughs> gotcha all right so that's what we'll be getting into on shutter sundays last week we did Deadstream. so if you have ever seen or heard that movie go check that video out but i think that about wraps it up Hopefully we get an announcement coming up soon. We are in that season where it's very unpredictable. Stuff could drop at any moment. So until then, and until next time, this is Nick. This is Seamus. This is Jamie. Happy haunts. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a dad and one gets scared. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out. Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.